Hello, Salop fans, and welcome to the latest episode of the Shrewsviews podcast here at the Shropshire Star. My name is Johnny Dreary, and as always, I'm alongside Ollie Westbury to talk all things Salop for the next 30 minutes. Ollie, how are you, mate? Long trip down to, to Devon earlier this week. You got back in one piece? Yeah, yeah, back in one piece. It was, um, it was a, uh, yeah, it was. It's nice, isn't it, travelling across the country um, to watch football? Um, so yeah, um, not one of the not one of the grounds that I enjoy going to that much. Um, not seen many goals in my time there. <laughs> Reporting on Shrewsbury, been there twice and not seen a goal. So that'd be the same for the fans that have travelled all the way <laughs> down there too. Actually, I'll tell you something that you'd never believe. So we got into the ground, right? And they wouldn't let anyone that worked from external press have, like, refreshments. But the club media got refreshments. So there was our friend Petrie, the town media, Joe Did it look like good scram? Well, Joe Massey took it into a bulky pie, and there's me absolutely starving. Shambles, mate. They should have just put a shambles as it goes. So... uh, didn't matter too much, so I wouldn't have had anything anyway. But I I've never said anything like it. Shambles, mate. They should have put, yeah, they should have should have tried to nab the Shrewsbury tracksuit top or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Never mind. So as we as we said, then we're going to talk Shrewsbury for the next thirty minutes. We'll talk about the the trip to Exeter, more injury rows, woes, but a point on the road. Given that away form has been pretty horrific at the moment, it's not the uh, not the worst point in the world. So we'll talk about that. We'll talk about the injury crisis. We'll talk about the story that came out last week about Roland Witchley. Um, putting his own money into the club. Um, we'll reflect on on that story and the reaction to that. We'll talk about Notts County and the FA Cup coming up this Friday. And we'll also answer a couple of your questions, Salah fans. So, Ollie, just on, in terms of Exeter, and I know you've said this in a couple of pieces, you know, if you look at it, a point at Exeter, you know, given the fact that they lost, I think it was seven on Saturday, um, people looking from the outside might say it's a bad point. But given the away form, given the injury list, not a bad point, really. Yeah, no, no. I, I mean, it's it, it's one of those arguments, isn't it, um, about, you know, points on the road. Um, and I would argue that any point on the road in the EFL in general is not the worst. Um, you can't, like, you can't, yeah. I mean, there's games that, that you should win, but, you know, when you go away from home, if you can if you can pick up a point, then it's not the worst result. And, um, and I think I keep... I keep referring back to that to the age-old point of context, and context is 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 a massive part of Shrewsbury Town season. Um, well, not Shrewsbury Town season, but what's just happened over the last few days. Um, you know, I think I wrote on on Sunday that you know it was an excellent performance after the win at Port Port Vale, and you know a few sarky people think that you know that's club PR and all that kind of stuff, but I think I stand by that. Uh, because there's more ways, more than one way to skin a cat. Um, you know, you can you can turn up and you can bop a team off the park and you can play really well like they did against Derby. But, you know, there's equally you can turn up to games where you're up against it. You can defend well. You can put your bodies on the line. Uh, you can all pull together. You can overcome adversity and you can get the result that you need. And that's a good performance, too. Um, the hallmark of what they did, it looked, it felt like a Steve Cottrell team performance on Saturday, the way they defended, the way they they kind of threw their bodies on the lines and and kind of got there. And and I think there's, um, I don't know, I just think that there's something to be admired about that and, and admired about a team pulling together through, through, as I've mentioned, adversity. So I thought it was a good point against Exeter, given the fact that they've only got two outfield subs, given the fact that one of those outfield subs had to come on in the 22nd minute. 
you know, don't get me wrong, they need to keep the ball better. I don't actually think that they were trying to keep the ball, to be quite honest with you. It looked like they completely bypassed the midfield. They got the ball and they looked to play direct. They looked to play into the front three, Mata, Udo, Bowman. Um, so I don't think you can judge them too much off Exeter. But against uh, Port Vale, I think, you know, probably need to show that little bit more composure on the ball. Um, they need to keep it better, you know, show probably a few more patterns of play. But, you know, I suppose given where they've been and the problems that they've had, I suppose Matt Taylor has spoken about how he, like during his time at Warsaw, it was all about he probably didn't put winning first. And I think he's realised that the most important thing, rather than getting the style of football right, the most important thing is winning. Um, and it's picking up the results. And, you know, the last couple of games, they've managed to pick up a few results, probably when it's not looked like they were going to get them because of the, you know, because of the circumstances. Yeah, it's um, yeah, it's a it's a it's a really good point you're making. And like we say, you look at it from the outside, someone with no context, you think, you know, South should go down there and win. But you know, you look at the away form, you look at the injuries, you've got to, you've got to probably take it at the moment as a as a good point. The only problem is that the injury list continued to mount up. Elliot Bennett, as we said, there came off early. I just want to um. Just want to read something out from social media that we had from um, Shoes Analysis from Jack. It was supposed to be with us this morning, but he's yeah, had a, a bit of a bit of a fa- bit of a family emergency. So we send our best wishes to uh, to Jack. But he put a he put something up. Um, I think it was on Wednesday or was Tuesday. It was eleven. Was so it was 11. eleven. So the I just want to. That was my idea. I, saw, was I went. To, I was chatting to him <laughs> at the game, and I was like, I'm going to post an eleven, and then he stole it. We'll forgive him. We'll forgive him. But I just want to read it out because you know it 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 just lays out the startling sort of. Injuries now. There's no goalkeeper, although since since he put this out, um, he has also tweeted saying Elliot Bennett could could potentially go in goal now. Um, but you've got Nurse Shreya, Flanagan, Feeney, Thorpe, Finnegan, Fleming, and a front three of Perry, Phillips, and Bayless. Um, in terms of you know an eleven of injuries, that just underlines, doesn't it, Ollie? The 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 issues, you know, and they're all they're all different injuries now. You know, some fans maybe could say that, you know, if they were all muscle injuries, it could be, you know, is it down to intense training or or something along those sort of lines? But a lot of them are different injuries. It's just a case of yeah. last season was bad luck. Is it a case of really, really bad luck? Yeah. I mean, I, I kind of asked Matt Taylor about this um, and he says they have questioned and they have analysed and they have tried different things to try and overcome that. And I actually said to him, when we went to speak to him on Monday ahead of the Exeter game, I said, is there a consideration here that you, you can't train at the moment? Because if you train and you pick up more injuries, you're even more screwed than you were before. And he says, like, it's getting to that stage. It's getting to the stage where they can't do anything other than the games. But it's the games that are the problem. They're picking up their injuries during, during matches. Yeah. So, I mean... What 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 can you do about it? I mean, I saw, um, you know, Morgan Feeney picked up a hamstring injury, um, which I think somebody, I think Matt said, came from like a, a problem with his back. Now, apart from that, they are they are all. I know Matt keeps bleeding on about it, but he, he is right. They are contact injuries. They are they're kind imp- of they're impact injuries, yeah, aren't they? Yeah, they are impact injuries. They're they're tackles where someone's kind of 
you know, where, where something's happened. I mean, Elliot Bennett's injury, he's got a laceration to his ankle or foot. I mean, what the hell? Like Morgan Feeney took an, I think he took a knee into the kidney on Saturday. Like that's why, that's why he's struggling. So what can you, what, what can you do? I, I, I just don't think that, you know, injury crises, they do happen, don't they? Like it, it is, it, it, you know, injuries do get picked up in football. Probably if you've got four players, three or four players out at a time and you're doing OK. I find it bites more in League One because you don't have the depth as much, do you? Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's challenging. We've seen other clubs, you know, go through. I'm trying to think of some of the Premier League clubs that have had, you know, these, you know, really, really bad. I mean, look at Tottenham at the moment. I mean, they've got pretty much a different side starting to their games than what started at the start of the season, didn't they? Because of you know, the, the volume of players that they've got out injured. Um, so I wouldn't say it's common, but it but it, it does happen. And it doesn't, you don't always have to be doing something wrong, I think. You look to something that happens and everybody thinks, well, why? And there's only someone to blame, yeah. There's got to be someone to blame. And, and I, I must admit, I, I don't feel like that is, you know, they've got the same strength and um, the same sports science staff as what they had last season in, in Chris Worley and, um, I forgot what his number two's name is. Um, but then they've got other similar staff. I mean, Greg Jones is still working there as a sports therapist. Um, Chris Skitt's widely respected as one of the best um, the best physios that there is. So I, I have no worries about that at all. I think they're more than doing their jobs correctly. And I think at the moment it's just a case of... And the fact that Matt actually admitted that, you know, they've questioned it, they've had meeting after meeting after meeting to try and solve the problem... Uh, and they think that what they're doing actually is right. They're not overloading the players. They're not putting too much on them. But they're just unfortunately falling foul to some pretty horrendous luck. So yeah, yeah. We talked about it good. last. We talked about it last week, and I know there was a couple of comments on social media. You know, there was last season we saw. You know, when Steve Cox was in charge, and how many times I think I even when I went to interview him, you know, he talked about having a small squad, and that's when injuries can bite. And there were a lot of injuries last season. And I know a couple of fans sort of took to you, Ollie, on last week saying, oh, comparing last season to this season and stuff. But I think this is my point of view. You know, it is a relevant point. And I think it is worse than last season. Yes, the squad is bigger. But there's a lot more injuries than there was last season. And I think it shows that the circumstances at the moment are maybe a little bit more difficult than they were last season. I get that the squad was smaller last season. But just the... the the sheer number of injuries, you know, if you've got even even like we saw last season where there was a, was two or three long terms, that is hard enough to deal with. But when you've got, you know, talking there, we just named eleven or ten, well, eleven players who who have been hit by injuries. That that's just my point of view, anyway. On it, I think the problems that they're facing at the moment are probably a little bit bigger than than what was last season. Well, I suppose we've had two injury crises, haven't we? Because it felt like there was an injury crisis last season as well. Yeah, um, and that's not diminishing last season. You know, we saw well, at last season. That... Was e- last season was an excellent season. Yeah. Steve Cottrell did an excellent job as manager. It was a shame that it petered out the way it did those last few games. But there was, like we say, like with everything, there's context behind it, and there was context behind, you know, the the, the run of games that end, they ended the season on. That they ran out of steam, and they had nobody else to kind of to bring in to kind of give them that oomph to kind of pick them over the line to help them get into that 10th, 9th, 8th place. But the last season was an excellent season. 
But I suppose I, I suppose I compare the two because last season at the end of it, we were absolutely hammered with injuries, and it feels like that is the same this season. Um, so yeah, anyway, we don't need to get into that too much. But but yeah, the, the, the injuries are horrendous. I did say to Matt that what they have done is they've managed to build a squad capable of you know coping with it. I know now that with eleven players out, they've now got the kids on the bench, but. They have got a squad that cope, that's coping with it um, in the main where you look at the 11 and you don't look at it and think it's too much weak. I mean, of course it is weaker, but you don't look at it and think, oh, that's that's too much. You know, it's you're not you're not you're not filling it full of people who've never played before or really inexperienced players. They're still first team senior players that are playing. So. Yeah, I think they've built a squad to cope with it. Mickey Moore said that himself. Last season, they had a better start in 11. The 11 players that started each game were better. But he felt that they'd probably got a bigger squad yeah. this time out. He actually he said that to me in an interview. He said that on the record as well, which I would say is probably, you know, with the yeah. likes of Luke Lee and Killian Phillips, just excellent, excellent footballers, weren't they? Even though I don't think Wickham are doing that well. But there you go. Yeah. It's quite ironic that they've built a bigger squad. But, then, you know... We saw we named eleven names there. If there was six out, you'd call that an injury crisis. But there's you yeah, know, there's, yeah, there's eleven, so it's uh, yeah, it's uh, it's typical. But hopefully the 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 injury issues improve for Salop. Um, Ollie, I just want to move on to talking about the story that came out last week. Um, it was regarding um, Roland Witchley and the financial situation of the football club. Um, and I just want to read out a couple of extracts from the article you did. Um, it was regarding the finances, and we know that, that there's been sort of statements and talk about various things about the club's finances over recent months and I know you've sat down uh, with people from the club and talked about that and in the uh, the article that came out last week it was after consulting with uh, with the chairman Roland Witchley after um, a meeting um, Witchley has reluctantly allowed the new CEO um, Liam Dooley to confirm that he was putting his own money in to support the club um, the minutes of a, a meeting I think it was a fans or supporters meeting um, since the meeting, the chairman has very reluctantly only when asked confirmed that unfortunately it has become necessary for him to personally support the club financially at this time. Now that story came out, um, and if you read some of the fans' reaction, you know it was sort of what you would expect: oh, the chairman should be putting money into the football club, etc., etc., etc. Which I know he does, um, but I just wanted to get your reaction to it, really, and the reaction yeah. from the supporters. I think you know Salop have always been known as a very self-sustainable club. Um, yeah. And in the last couple of years, obviously, that's not been the case for various different reasons. And um, the chairman has sort of reluctantly wanted this to sort of come out now that he's been you now to dip his hand further in his pocket. Yeah, well, I think he's been going on for a while. Um, I don't think this is something that's happened, just started um, happening. Um, obviously, it all came back from the start in the summer, didn't it, with those concerning financial statements and overspends and all that kind of stuff. And... Yeah, obviously it came out. So one thing I would like to say is that the there were a few, I don't know, a few, but kind of saying that the chairman had engineered the situation, um, and it was PR effectively, which is absolutely not the case, because the, the story came from the fan engagement panel from a group of fans with. Uh, the two SLOs and other stakeholders that went to the club and had the opportunity to ask the club questions, to which I think uh, a gentleman's name was Ian, asked Liam Dooley if the chairman was pumping money in, which I think they didn't, which I think originally they 
uh, didn't answer. Um, so it was asked by a fan in a fan engagement panel, set up because, you know, the club haven't communicated well enough. So in that sense, they're trying to communicate better. So and then they released the minutes and I was all over it. I wanted to go to the meeting uh, because it was just the initial set up meeting. Um, I didn't I didn't I didn't go, but I'm going to go to the meetings because uh, I, I want to hear what the fans have got to say, basically. So, you know, when the meetings happen from now on, I'm hoping I've spoken to the club and they've said that I can go along to kind of see what they're discussing and what what the fans think really does matter to them. So I am going to go. But um, I was all over it because I, I knew that some they were going to ask some difficult questions. Um, and most of it was pretty much, you know, we got the we got the same. We got the stuff that we already know, you know, about the overspend and, you know, about what happened in the summer. And you can understand. Why? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. So, so we got that kind of stuff again. Um which kind of didn't really tell us anything new. But but then obviously there was this line that, that, that further down that, you know, the chairman had reluctantly admitted that it has become necessary for him to, to kind of put money in to sustain it. I am actually chasing it up. I hope to be, uh, it's difficult, it's not easy to find out this kind of information of kind of how much and for how long. I understand it's not like a, it's not necessarily, um, I don't think it's just started. I think it's been going on a little while. Um, so it, it, it's something that I hope to be able to, to share some news on at some point in the hopefully near future, uh, because I do think it is important. Um, yes, I suppose Shrewsbury are a self-sustaining club. Um, should Roland Witchley have to put his own money in to help support them? And I suppose it's the level of what supporting them means, you know, is that paying wages is that you know ensuring that the staff can get paid each month is that you know running costs so they can keep the lights on I mean you just don't know what this is for and you don't know how much he's had to put in um so it's an awful lot well I imagine it's an awful lot of money um you know out of his own pocket so you kind of feel a little sorry for Roland um but then at the same time, I suppose, you know, the accused of the overspend and it's his his job to kind of watch over the people and to make sure that um, those things don't happen, I suppose, um, with regards to, 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 to overspending budgets. So, yeah, I suppose I, I thought it was I thought it was interesting. Uh, it's not something that he's had to do that often, uh, put his own money into the club. So hopefully I will be able to bring some more details of that of that fairly soon, I hope. Yeah, well, hopefully, uh, hopefully you can and shed a bit more more light for South fans, and hopefully that little section sort of sheds a, a little bit more light in itself. Right, time for a shout out for our sponsor uh, this week. Uh, well, this week and all season, we are sponsored by the Cattle and Toaster Man. All our podcasts here at the Shop Star are uh, a big shout out for them. They've got some fantastic products. Um, you can go online to cattleandtoasterman.co.uk, or they've got a store over at Thorns Road in Briley Hill. Right, we've got a couple of. Wait, oh, go on. I've had to put my heater back on. Oh, have you? Did you get it from the Kettle and Toaster Man? See, don't you? Did, did you get it from the Kettle and Toaster Man? Oh, well, we're back. No, I didn't. Actually, I got it from... <laughs> uh, I don't know where I got it from. 
Uh, Donnell, maybe. You can see that we're back. We're back doing remote podcasts. So I'm in my little home office and I've got my heater on that makes it look like I've come from, uh, well, I don't know where it makes it look like I've come from on my screen, but my screen's orange. Yeah, it <laughs> looks like, like a lumper. It looks like you're coming up from hell at the moment. It looks like <laughs> I'm sat in an icebox because I'm uh, absolutely freezing. Um, but yeah, we've got a few questions anyway. Well, a couple of questions from you, Salak fans. So we're going to read those ones out. John, the sh- um, at Shrewsbury, John one. John, thank you very much for your question. January window. Return loanees, question mark. Where do we strengthen, question mark. Attack, question mark. A priority plus a playmaker midfield, question mark. I think that they have got some incredibly difficult decisions to make over the next few weeks and months. I have actually asked Matt Taylor this, so I'm not going to reveal exactly what he said just yet because I've asked him about it. Um, So I asked him about it on Monday. Um, about basically what's going to happen with these loan players. Um, is there a chance that they could go back? Um, uh, I mean, uh, without giving the story away, as you can probably understand, he was particularly, he kept his cards close to his chest, really. Um, so, yeah. Um I mean, the goals haven't been ideal. We've seen Max Matter kind of find a little bit of form recently. Uh, Dan Udo's kind of chipped away. He's got five goals across all competitions, which is obviously the most in a in a Shrewsbury Town shirt. But the kit, the work, the move for Kieran Phillips hasn't worked. Probably Ryan Bowman's not quite done enough. So we're pretty much operating with 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 the two main men up front. I think there was there was there was well, they want two strikers, don't they? Uh, you know, I wrote yeah. that story a few weeks ago. They want two strikers. Um, I, well, I gather they want two strikers. I haven't had that confirmed, but that's my understanding of the situation. Mickey Moore likes to work with five strikers in a squad. They play five three two, don't they? Sorry, a three five two, don't they? So, um, you know, perhaps that maybe there's a feeling that they didn't go into the season with enough. Um, you know, um, so. And, and goal scoring has been the issue. I mean, they haven't created an absolute bucket load of chances. I think that is something that we can confess. Um, I don't think that they have been, you know, absolutely banging the door down. Um, and there have been games where they've done that, but probably the creativity with the injury to Tom Bayliss, maybe. Um, one thing that he, uh, we were talking about the injuries earlier, but the, I reckon five of them have got ankle ligament damage. It's actually amazing how many players have got ankle ligament damage. I mean, Ryan Finnegan's got it. Um, Tom Bayliss has got it. Um, he went off. Uh, Brandon Fleming's got it. That's three. Um, I think Jason Schreyer's got an ankle problem. So the amount of players that have got ankle problems, um, you know, ankle ligament problems, you know, from challenges and stuff seems to be quite concerning. So, but anyway, back onto John's question. So, so yeah, I, I would say, I would say they need, they need some reinforcements in January. Um, like I've said, they're looking to bring in two forwards. Will they will they bring back Tom Bloxham? Um, I mean, obviously, I'm going to see Matt Taylor this afternoon. Um, is that a question for me to ask? They could do with him, couldn't they? Well, the thing is, is that I asked him and he said it's not time yet. Um, it's not time I suppose to make that decision in, yet. In that it's case the 30th as well. of November. Is that going to have changed already? Probably not. Like If you bring him back and you have players coming back from injury, then... There might be a time in a couple of months where he's not surplus to requirements, but you know you've got him sitting in the squad or on the bench. Yeah, well he's doing well, isn't he? And he's he's doing well. well. I I wrote that piece, didn't I? And I spoke to that journalist from BBC, uh, BBC Lancashire, and he kind of said that the fans absolutely love him up there, and he's getting valuable minutes. And 
do town want to bring him back for him to not not have the development because you know if he's out there playing for Morecambe um and he comes back to sit on our bench Shrewsbury are going to get a good player when he comes back next year you know they're going to get a player with more experience they're going to get a player player who's more rounded and ready to navigate the challenges of a, of a league one season just by having played yeah. you know pretty much a full season it you know f- with the shrimp so I don't know it's a really tough one with with Tom Bloxham uh, I like him I think he offers something I think he's direct uh, I think he's tricky uh, I think he's quite athletic and mobile um, so I like him as a player. Um, I would have thought that my my view would be unless you're going to bring him back and pick him, you might as well leave him where he is. Um, but that'll depend on how much Shrewsbury think think that think that they need him. Um, yeah. So there's the Bloxham factor. Um, but but yeah, I mean, what was the question again, Johnny? I kind of talked there and kind of forgot what I was saying. <laughs> You've tripped over yourself there, haven't you? Yeah. yeah, um, yeah. Well, it was like five questions in one. So we've talked about return loan leads. We've talked about where do you strengthen? Um, and then we'll talk about the last one, a priority plus a playmaker in midfield. Do you think that's required, Ollie? Well, I suppose with the injury to Bayliss and obviously the injury to, to the injury to Perry at the moment, then per- perhaps, um, yeah, um, maybe. Uh, I thought Tom Bayliss was really starting to hit his straps before he picked up his injury, which is like... Um, so yeah, I think he makes some good points there. John does. I think he makes some good points, um, and, and we'll have to see. I mean, it might, that might be a thing. How, how many? That might be a question worth asking. How many bodies do you think you need to get through? Yeah. Do, you, do you think you need to get through? And and that is the problem. Like, uh, but we are still a little bit. You know, I mean, I can ask the questions, but you know, he's not going to tell me on the thirtieth of November that right. We're, we're going to bring back Tom Bloxham because there's still a month to go until we can do it. So, you know. Yeah. Uh, good question there from John. Um, covered yeah, a lot of questions. bases. I think five questions in one there, John. Good uh, good work. Uh, Paul Seven has got in touch with the other question. How many points will be required to stay up? 48, 49 or 50? If it's lower, we're already halfway there. Um, I suppose on that question, how long is a piece of string? But just going to have a look at, uh, while Ollie talks about this, I'm just going to have a look at what helped, what points tally survived last season. What what is the League One table looking like on points terms like now? Let me just have a get it up because so Salah already sort of halfway to that sort of around fifty point mark. So if you look at last season, the ball yeah. goes down. So forty six stayed up last season. Um, so yeah, so I'm looking 46. at I'm looking at Fleetwood who are who are twenty first. They have sixteen points from eighteen games. Um, I, I I generally think seem to find a bit if you, if you if you finish anything at over a mm. point a game you're doing yeah and i think shrewsbury are on 24 at the moment aren't they sort of i think um what Paul was saying there 20, you know they're yeah. probably they're probably there or thereabouts in terms of halfway um yeah. which uh, i know that the away form is dreadful but that is a that is a positive sort of spin to put on it really well i think that we're approaching the halfway stage of the season yeah. aren't we um so we are approaching the halfway stage of the season. Um, it's been a t- I would say I would say the way to describe this season so far has been turbulent. There have been some good moments, some really good moments, and there've been some kind of ecstatic lows as well that have, with some, you know, poor performances. I suppose the thing to take into consideration: Shrewsbury have 24 points, Fleet would have 16, so that's obviously a difference of six. But obviously, Shrewsbury have played two games more than Fleetwood, um, so that is liable likely to change. Um, so that is something that they need to keep an eye on. Mm. Um, yeah, I mean, 
kind of think if Shrewsbury double their points, 24, get to 48, I think they'll probably be all right. It doesn't look like the t- other teams around them, the likes of Reading, well, I suppose did Reading, but I was watching, believe it or not, I was kind of sat, uh, my, my missus plays netball and she went out to play netball last night and I had nothing better to do. So I went through and I watched every single League One highlight from all the Tuesday night games and I watched all the you goals. Need to, you need to get a hobby yeah, you need, to get, Reading, you need to get a winter hobby to replace cricket. Yeah, no, I need to get, <laughs> I need to get a hobby, don't I? So I, I think Reading scored five, didn't they, against, yeah. I can't remember the team they were playing, but I know they scored five. Um, so that, that kind of a bit of a statement win, obviously they're terrible away from home, even worse than Shrewsbury, aren't they, away from home? So, um, yeah, I mean, it's hard to know, isn't it? I mean, I look at those teams in the table now, you know, 15 points, 13 points, 12 points. I mean, they're going to have to win. You know, Cheltenham have won three games all season. And I think it's um, difficult to know, bearing on, you know, I think he's mentioned there 48, 49 or 50. But, you know, the, the side that stayed up in that final place last season were, were 46. Um, so it was slightly lower than that. Um, have you got that table in front of you, Johnny? Yeah. So how, got, many games, how many games did they win that team? So I think it was Cambridge, 46 points. Um, and they won 13 out of their 46 games. That's right, okay. So, um, 46, you would say, is relatively low compared to sort of the average, but we've got to say that, Salah, but, well, they are. They're about halfway there, let's say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would say that. I was just looking at it because I was thinking, like, you know, the likes of Cheltenham, they've played 18 games and they've won three so far. Um, So, and Carlisle the same. They've only won three games, and that's kind of the problem, isn't it, for those sides? You think, well, they're not actually that many points behind, but... You know, they'll have to win. I mean, for, for, for them to catch town up, they'll have to win at least three games. And that's all they've done in the, the opening 18 games of the season. So that's what makes it harder for them, isn't it? Uh, 48 points would be my, if we can get to 48 points, I would say that that'd leave us, that, that'd leave us okay. Yeah. Um, but I mean, the away record's got to get better, hasn't it, for that? But but equally, the home record's superb. So it's like one of those things, isn't it? It's catch 22. So who the hell knows? Yeah. Who knows, indeed. Good question, though. Thank you very much for that, yeah, no, Paul. Um, just finally, before we wrap up, we're going to re- look ahead to the FA Cup. Friday night, FA Cup against Notts County. Notts County came up last season via the playoffs, back into the Football League. And despite a little sort of dip in form lately, they are sixth in League Two. They've lost three out of the last five games, but they are flying. It seems like all the sides that come up from non-league these days are, are always flying high at the top. Um, all It's one of those... You play lower league opposition, you probably might like to sort of rest a couple, but Matt Taylor has no players to rest in cup action, so Salah will be as strong as they can be, I suppose. Well, he can't rest anyone. He's got less players to choose from <laughs> on Friday night than he had I was to thinking choose from that, on Tuesday. I was thinking whether he could do a job still. Uh, we talked about that on, <laughs> in the press conference on Monday. Uh, we generally did talk about it because uh, I think I said, oh, I've got my boots in the back of the car as well, just kind of. What did he say? Is he up for it? Only, uh, no, I think we were only, we were only joking. But um, yeah, I mean, it, it is getting to that stage, isn't it? Where you kind of like, I mean, yeah, an absolute one with a left foot. Like, yeah. I kind of said, well, I'd just sit in your own half and you can shoot from yeah. the halfway line, can't you? And you kind of, I scored a few yeah. Um But um, no, it was, yeah, yeah. I mean, they can't make any they've got even less players to choose from yeah. I mean they might I mean we've seen Matt I've, I've said this about four times we've seen Matt Taylor this afternoon we might have a few players back I'm hopeful that perhaps Jason Schreier and maybe Taylor Perry might have a chance of making it um, the only thing is it's like the centre-halves is the, is the one area that they have got depth 
you know, they have got players there and it's the area that it, it's more, it's, it's elsewhere. It's like they've got no, they can't change. Like, for example, like Joe Anderson and Aaron Pierre actually will probably be fine because they haven't been playing a lot of football, you know, so they're not, they're not, no. they've not got the minutes of, you know, 20 League One games in them, you know, whereas Carl Winchester has started every single game this season. So, and he's going to have to go again three days after. Why this game is on a Friday night, I think it's harsh. I think it's farcical. What is the reason um, behind it, Al? Why Because Notts Forest, not Forest are playing on Saturday and I think it's got, I think Shrewsbury wanted it Sunday. Uh, County I was going to say, why, you see the amount of FA Cup games moved to Sunday that are not on TV. Why can't it be on a Sunday? Uh, because I think the whoever the FA or whoever makes decisions sided with Notts County on it. I think Notts County wanted it on Friday, maybe something to do with Gates, um, whereas Town wanted it on Sunday, uh, and cool. they decided to decide with um, Notts County. So there you go. So it's an absolute it's it, it's an absolute hammer blow. Uh, and talking of scheduling, you know, three games in. You know the space that town have, given what where they're at with injuries at the moment, is, yeah. is quite frankly. Well, it's hard enough for the full squad, let alone yeah, the yeah, yeah. players. Out. But yeah. just looking at it all, I'm not going to say it's like a free hit or anything because Shrewsbury are the team in League One, but not County are a, a team who, who, over the course of the season, are relatively informed. They're a strong side. You know they're going to be contenders to go back up. Given everything, you know, even if South get beat, you, you always want a cup run. Even if they get beat on Friday, it's not panic stations end of the world that's how I look at it anyway how, how, how would you look at it headed into the game I, I, I want to win because I want a good cup tie I want to go to I want to you know get a good away day somewhere get the shoes be following out you know um, but, but you know so I, I'd like to get round, get through to the third round I think it'll be really challenging to be honest with you um, I, I, I struggle to see how given you know that the players have already given everything twice yeah. this week how they're going to do that but this is probably the best team that they've played against but even though they're only in yeah okay they're in league two but this is a good team it's a very very good team um and i struggle to see how shrewsbury are going to be able to back up um what they've done um you know in in recent games you know you talk about like pressing and all that like i just don't i just don't get i don't know how they're going to do it um you know I, I, all i can see is a backs a backs to the wall kind of defensive display and you know, try and nick a one nil or something along those lines because they just have not got the they will just will not have the the running in their legs. They just will not have it. Yeah. So yeah, sorry, we'll John. Uh, but yeah, yeah. So so I'm looking forward to going to Notts County. I've never been. Have you been? No, I can't say I have. Can't say I have. But yeah, imagine it'd be a good ground. I'm going to finish off. Oh, I'm going to put you on the spot. I'm going to ask oh, you always prediction. do this. I'm going to pass score prediction. Score prediction. One nil. Choose your town. Come on, the boys. There we go. 1-0 Shrewsbury. Ollie, as always, thank you ever so much for your time. There we go, Salop fans. The home comforts are still there, but life on the road is um, a little bit tough at the moment. It's getting even tougher with a, a walking wounded squad of players off the field. But hopefully they can sprinkle some FA Cup magic over things this weekend. Have a great week. Have a great weekend for those heading to Notts County. Thanks for listening. And until next time on Shrewsbury's, goodbye. <laughs>